How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, smash that subscribe button and hit the like button. Comment also what you want us to talk about next week. As you can see throughout this video, we have comments on the screens from subscribers' suggestions from last week, and that's why we're doing it this week. All right, so today I'm going to be talking about the differences in the people that use iPhones and the people that use Androids, and also one of the most illegal apps that have been banned from the Apple Store. And we're going to be talking about some crazy dark Disney theories, along with how to get rid of a headache. Scientists found a way to psychologically never have a headache again, basically. Oh, and I almost forgot. I'm going to talk about how cursing is healthy for you. Dude, I don't know how you're going to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. So starting off with cursing. So cursing is actually good for your health. Please explain to me how that's good for us. Okay, so we know that like cursing is like looked down upon by parents, looked down upon by teachers. All of them say don't do cussing. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most frowned upon things. School doesn't want you cussing. People don't want you cussing. Okay, so there was a study and there was two groups of people and both groups had to keep their hands in freezing cold water, okay? okay. But one group was able to cuss and one group was not able to cuss when they had their hands in the bucket. Okay, so they're freezing. And right. Just, one group can cuss, one can't. Right. And they found that the group that was allowed to cuss was able to keep their hands in the freezing water longer than the group that wasn't able to cuss. So they found that their pain tolerance was higher because they were able to cuss. Dude, that's weird. Who would have thought that? Right. Well, I mean, think about it, right? When you stub your toe, it makes you want to like cuss and like say something because it actually helps the pain. Right. I guess it's just natural instinct to like just cuss. And psychologists found that when you're like mentally hurt, or emotionally hurt, cursing helps that. Because they found that if you say the F word, uh-huh, it's actually like a reliever. Yeah, I guess. Because it's instinct when you stub your toe to cuss. Right. But you know you don't cuss throughout the day. But when that thing happens that's really negative, it's like, oh you know? Yeah, whenever whenever I get hurt, like whenever I like scrape my knee or if I like hit my toe, I always want to just cuss. But then I feel better after. I mean it's true though. It's like getting your rage out, like in a in a sentence. Or in a word. Yeah. But like you said too before, cursing actually helps creativeness and actually signs of intelligence. I mean, Gary Vee says he's a cussing machine. I know. Like, he's like the perfect example of that. He's like, don't change my ways. That's just who I am. I'm not going to like change the, who I am. Right. And you should not cuss. You shouldn't. You cuss. should not cuss. So going off of what you're saying, like about how the whole like idea of cussing helps relieve the stress relieve the pain. Mm -hmm. So scientists found that you can actually heal a headache just by thinking about something. Some people have really bad headaches. Some people have really small headaches. Right. right? And we always try to like resort to some kind of medication to help us or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Shower or something. Right, right, right. But scientists found a way actually to relieve people's headaches just in the moment right away. What? Nothing like else. Instant. Instant. Just thinking. Okay, how the heck do they do that? So CNBC did an article where they had a scientific research group on the left and a research group on the right. Okay. Ten people on each side. Got it. All of these different groups, right, experienced pain. They had like these heat guns and they're just making them kind of hurt a little bit, a little bit of pain. Okay. Now, one group on the left was given just like pictures of everyday life, like where they go to work, you know, like things that they do. Okay. Nothing different. Right. Just like everyday life pictures. The group on the right was given photos of like nostalgia, right? So like pictures of when they were young, pictures of cartoon shows they used to like on Disney Channel or whatever it is, uh -huh. right? But just nostalgia photos. Oh. So whatever that looked like for that person. Yeah. So what they found was that the pain levels for the people that were shown like everyday life photos yeah. was the same. They were in, they had pain. It was increasing actually in pain. Are you It was increasing? Yeah. So then the, the 
group on the right, yeah, right, that were given like the nostalgia photos, mm -hmm. their pain decreased. Actually, went away. Wait, what? It tricked the brain into thinking that the pain was not there because they they want to go back to like the nostalgia moments they had in their life, where it was like very happy, right, young. You just remember a lot of good things when you think about like nostalgia moments. Yeah. Whoa. It actually tricks your brain into thinking that you have no pain. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. like it like distracts your brain. Right. Wait, what the? And heck? they don't understand why collectively for a group of people that when you show like nostalgia moments of like the happiest points of their life yeah it makes them happy and makes them not feel pain do you know it's weird okay when I, I go on youtube and i watch those videos it's like i'm gonna unlock a memory in your head and i see something nostalgic it does make me feel good right you forget about all like the worry and the stress you have in your in life wait that's weird yeah so basically the moral of the story is make sure you keep your nostalgia photos make sure you keep those shows you like whatever it may be because that will help you that's actually crazy. Yeah, what's crazy though is I actually tried this. Did you really? Yeah, a couple weeks ago I had a really bad headache and I read this story because my girlfriend Leah told me about this. Yeah. And I was trying it. I was like watching old YouTube videos that like I filmed with some friends. Uh -huh. And it was just bringing back like funny moments. And I was like, whoa, that was fun, you know? Wow. So it was just this nostalgia. That's so weird. Yeah. So make sure you... But that goes back to your point from last week, how the brain is so strong. Yeah. The brain is very strong. You're not going to look at something like, gosh, I hated that. Why? You know? Yeah. Like, you don't want to go to those moments. Just look at the good moments. Wait. So it makes sense for that group that was looking at everyday stuff. When they're looking at where they work, it's like, it's just more stress. Right. Wow. It's weird. So moving on, I talked about a crazy theory about people who use iPhones and people who use Androids and what the differences are between those people. Yeah, it's always been like a debate, right? Like some people only like iPhones for their messaging capabilities, right? The blue and gray text, right? Where Android people have the green and gray. Yeah. I need the blue and I need the blue and gray text. Yeah. So for everyone who missed it on TikTok, there was a study done and they actually found the personality differences between people who picked iPhones and people who picked Androids. And it's pretty crazy. Dude, this is going to get some heated debates going on in the comments. Comment if you have iPhone or if you have Android. I feel like Android is so looked down upon, but they're actually good phones. Are they? Yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of good things. You know, it is tough, right? When you have a bunch of friends with iPhones and then you have a friend that with an Android, it is kind of like group chats. You can't name the group chat. Oh, see, that's... You, know, you can't have blue text in group chats. It's green automatically <laughs> when that one person has an Android. You know what I mean? So in this study, they found that people with iPhones, okay, are actually more extroverted than people with Androids. And Android people are more introverted, but they found that the Android people showed more honesty and humility when they uh... tested them interesting isn't that weird yeah it's funny that you say too that they're more like to themselves yeah right because probably nobody wants them in the group chat because they're going to change <laughs> the color of the messaging you know what i mean no yeah i understand that yeah it makes sense yeah another fact they found was that android people are actually smarter with their money so they found in everyday life like they found that they spend less on clothing technology and beauty products per month when compared to iphone users it's pretty crazy and they found it was like it was like almost double the amount of what they were spending. But kind of going off of what you're saying though, like when you think about it, you're talking about an Android user, right? That likes to keep to themselves. Yeah. Right? Obviously doesn't care what people think. No. Because they know like, hey, yeah, I have green and gray text messages. <laughs> I don't care. Right. Right? Whereas iPhone users, like what I'm saying, I want the blue and gray text. Yeah. It has nothing, it's not very important, but it's more of like everybody has it. So I kind of want to make sure that I have it. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the whole idea of everybody's doing something. So you don't want to be left out. That's yeah. So it does make sense that people that have Android spend less money because they don't need to be like flashy, right? They're, That's true. They could, they don't care, right. right? Whereas iPhone users, right? I'm not saying all iPhone users are like this, but it kind of just creates this idea of like image, right? Status. Yeah. 
like they like in the test they even admitted like android users yeah. admitted that yeah i like to be more frugal with my money like saying they want to save their money they make an effort to save their money iphones are really expensive now it's yeah. getting kind of crazy it is getting crazy i mean you're easily spending 13 1400 on a phone when you really think about it okay when you really think about it the only like the biggest difference is the text messaging right having the text messaging and the iCloud and stuff like that. Yeah, that's about it. That's really it. Both have apps. Both have Safari. Or not Safari, but both have internet. Yeah, both have YouTube. Yeah, it is interesting. Both have good cameras. Exactly. Some Android cameras might have better. Right. Some of those Samsung phones have better cameras than iPhone. I guess when you look at specs, yeah, Android phones might be better. I get like the, the camera stuff. Like when I see like comparisons, I'm like, dude, people who get iPhones for the camera, I'm like, you should be getting Samsung. Okay, so moving on from that, there was actually an app that was illegal and banned that was actually in the app store. What makes it app banned like if it was already in the app store like what did they do wrong so have you heard of the app called girls around me no i've not heard about girls around me <laughs> right when you download it it would automatically turn on some settings it was able to track every restaurant and store you would walk into okay okay and it would track every office and every business place you would go into and it would publicly display it on the app for people to see oh that's scary right? It would automatically enable this when you would download the app. Wait a second. So the app's called Girls Around Me. So is it targeting girls, tracking girls? Yeah. But men could also use it too. It was called Girls Around Me. So basically it, it tracks everybody and tells you like, okay, there's a girl here, a girl here. Yeah. It's like almost like a stalker tool. That's what it, it sounds like. It's tracking everybody essentially that has the app, right? Right. So someone actually tested this app and they fake stalked someone and try to see what information they could find. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is all the information that they found. They picked a random woman they found on the app. They found her full name, her age, her birthday, her current location, where she went to school, her mom, dad, and brother's full name, her favorite drink at bars, and her marital status. Dude, that is scary. All from that app. And she had no idea. She had no idea that someone was able to find out all that information on her. Dude, what is that? Why do we have such technology like that? Like sometimes when you walk into stores. Right. Like one time we went to this one store. I think it was Kate Spade. I was with Leia. Yeah. When we walked in, right, we were looking around. Uh -huh. The moment we walked out, I got a text message and saying like, special deals at Kate Spade. Shut up. It's like it knew that I was there. Wait, what? Yeah. Isn't that scary? It's scary how they were able to text you. Right. We're walking around the store. The moment I walk out the front door is when I get a text message. These apps, right? They ban them, but we still have stuff every day. Like all these different things that are tracking us. Dude, everything's tracking us. Even when you're like talking. Like I remember one time me and my friends were like talking about Little Caesars Pizza. Like the, yeah. new, the new Batman calzone thing. Okay. You know that thing? That ad came up on my phone like right after. Dude, they're listening. It's crazy. Have you ever been in Disneyland and you saw like the walking, talking trash cans? Like they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. look like they're just moving around on their own and like talking to the guests. Yeah. Yeah. But you could still throw trash in them. Right. But do you know like how they do that? Like how they work those trash cans? No. Sadly, it's not the magic at Disney. There's actually some <laughs> crazy stuff going on with okay. it. So for some people, this may ruin the Disney experience for them. Oh, boy. But it's not like what you think, right? Obviously, there's not a trash can that can move and talk. Right, right. But so basically what happens is, right, there's a trash can that moves and there's no workers around, right? So it kind of like makes people think like, what? Like, how is this working? That's true, yeah. The trash can will literally talk to certain guests as if they're seeing them. Yeah. So it's it's not like there's someone in the trash can. I remember they would, like, compliment your outfits or anything. Or, like, compliment if you have, like, Mickey ears on. Right. 
So there's nobody in that trash can because people have tried to look inside and it's just a trash can. It's on wheels. Right. So recently someone did like an exposing video, like where they filmed at Disneyland and you can see like, there's always going to be a guest surprise, like secret worker around the trash can what? that looks like a customer. Are you serious? And he's and he or she will always be walking around it. So this guy was wearing like a jacket. He had like a backpack on Okay. You know, like a satchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him going in his sleeve like this and he's like this, right? And he's, and he's like talking he's into his his wrist. Yeah. But the guy looks like a customer. And then in the bag, it's a controller. Oh, shut up. So he's moving the trash can like this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So that's how they do it. That just ruined the Disney experience. Because all these years, I would look at that trash can, right? As a kid, and I'm like, how are they doing that? Yeah. Like, I'm smart enough to know like the magic thing's not real. Right, right, right. But that, there's nothing in that trash can. There's nobody in there because people are throwing trash in there. Yeah. So obviously a human can't fit in there. Unless right. they're getting trash thrown on them. <laughs> So like to come to find out that it's actually that secret like undercover worker yeah. that's controlling it right by the trash can, but he blends in with everybody. Wait, so he's just wearing everything regular clothes. Like, yeah. Everything. No, no, find, no vest, no like name tag. No, they find a way to conceal like his controller and the microphone. Dude. But I mean, it's the truth. Someone's going to figure it out one day. It's like Santa. I'm joking. Santa's real. <laughs> Santa's real. No, he's not. Don't do that. <laughs> you don't know how old these kids are. Santa's real. Santa is real. Yeah, okay, but moving into Disney. For everyone who missed it on TikTok, I talked about a crazy Ratatouille theory about Chef Gusteau. The evidence for this theory will literally blow your mind because it's just too good of evidence where it almost seems like it shouldn't even be a theory. It should almost just be like the fact. Okay, so for everyone who missed it, there's a theory that Chef Gusteau has been lying to us this entire time. Dun, dun, dun. And that Chef Gusteau actually had a rat of his own controlling him and helping him cook just like Linguini and Remy. Father and son stick together. Yeah, isn't that weird too that they're father and son? Yeah. Okay, so we all remember Chef Gusteau. He, he was considered one of the best cooks in the world. And then he died shortly after his, his restaurant started losing stars and he got a bad review from Anton Ego. Yes, Anton Ego. That guy, man. Okay, so in the movie, when we see Chef Skinner meeting with his lawyer, they take a hair sample out of Chef Gusteau's hat to try to prove that he and Linguini are related. Right. But we never see Skinner take any hair from Linguini. No hair at all. Right, no hair at all. The only thing he did do is took the wine glass, right? And yeah. Like when Linguini's drinking it, he tries to take the DNA from the wine glass. That's what we assume, right? But there's no hair. He has Skinner there's has no hair. No hair at all. Just the DNA from the, the saliva on the Yeah, which we assume that he used because that's the only thing of DNA he could really get. Right. If he didn't get any hair from Linguini, the lawyer came back and he said, The hair sample that I took resulted in rodent hair. Yeah. Which is rat hair. Right. So the hair that was inside Gusto's hat was rat hair. It was Gusto's hair, but there was remnants of rodent hair on it, which caused the test to come out as rodent hair. If it resulted in rodent hair, he obviously had a rat up there at some point. And we know that that hat is in a case, so nobody can touch it. Nobody's going in there and putting a rat in there. Right. It had a rat in it already. And in the beginning of the movie, we see Remy watching the TV screen and how many magazines that Gusto was on when he was alive. And on one of the covers, his hat is like lifted off his head. And you could see something sitting on his head. I know, this part gets really crazy because you can't deny what you see with your own eyes when you look at that magazine. Yeah. You... I mean, it, there's definitely, okay, like you said, he's bald on the top of his head. So nothing should be there unless the rat was there. When you, when he lifts up the hat, you can see there's something there that looks like a little rat, how Remy sits on his hat, Exactly. Right? Sits on his head, like right. head. And then it makes total sense why Gusto's phrase is anyone can cook. Yeah. Because he probably wasn't a good cook, but if he knows a rat could cook, anyone could cook. Oh, boom. Boom. You're led to believe that Gusto can cook. 
Yeah. Right. And he's such a prodigy. And then his son's not a good cook. Right. Right. So you're always like, oh, Linguini's not as good as his dad. Yeah. Right. But in reality, maybe they're both the same. And the theory goes that Chef Gusto actually died because his rat died and he would he died of a broken heart. That's so sad. It's pretty sad. But this theory goes even further now. Okay. Okay. I don't there, see how you can go much further than that. Okay, so we know Remy's a really good cook, but his dad was totally against going near humans and cooking. Right. He's like, you cannot go near those people. Right. But we never met Remy's mom. No. We have not met Remy's mom. So the theory is that Remy's mom was Chef Gusteau's rat. What? Because where else would Remy get it from if his dad was so against it? Right. He must have inherited it from his mom. Maybe he witnessed his mom too, like always kind of leaving. Yeah. And like maybe... That's why he would go to that house to get ingredients. Exactly. Because he's watched his mom do it. And if the mom died from like being killed of like rat traps, that's why his dad is so against being around humans. Because they might have killed the mom. Exactly. And you know, in a chef's kitchen, right? They're probably got rat traps in there because they want to keep it clean. Right. So maybe on accident, she got trapped. Exactly. In Gusto's kitchen. I think we just settled that. <laughs> so this week on TikTok, I also talked about a crazy dark Really dark Disney theory. Oh, yeah. You talked about a pretty dark one, man. This may be the darkest theory I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, I could agree with that because it was pretty bad. Okay, so let's get into it. All right, so it's about Up. You know, the saddest Pixar movie ever invented. I will never get over that montage. I am still, to this day, scarred by that montage. We all know the iconic montage. It has Carl Fredrickson and his wife basically living their life out, right? Yeah. You see them from a young age, hang out together, grow old together, fall in love. And for Ellie, right? Unfortunately, she dies. Very sad. In that montage, there was like no dialogue. There was no dialogue. It's just music and their life. Right. So the theory goes like this, okay? Basically, Carl Fredrickson killed his wife. Not, uh, not intentionally. <laughs> but so like Carl Fredrickson in the movie Up, he's 78 years old. Yeah. Which makes him born in the 1930s. And we can assume, as we saw, Ellie and him grew up together. So Ellie's probably around the same age, also right. grew up in the 1930s. And unfortunately, Pixar is so good at what they do, right? They try to keep everything factual, right? We look at the fish in Nemo. Everything, like the way the fishes work and the way the waves work. Everything that subtle references showing how real science is. Right, even the creator said he wanted to keep it science accurate. So basically, the homes made before the 1940s, right? The paint inside the homes that were made in the 1940s, before the 1940s, had high levels of lead in yeah. it. And for everybody who doesn't know, lead can be very deadly. It is very deadly. I mean, over a period of time, it can kill you. Yeah, I'm sure if people have heard of like lead poisoning and stuff. Right, it's no joke. It's no joke. So as we see that, you know, Carl and Ellie get this brand new home, right? It's an old beat up house, but the house is definitely older than them. So yeah. if we, they were born in the 1930s, that house was probably, you know, pre-1930 for right. sure. So basically when you have lead poisoning, right, it's found to make women infertile, mm -hmm. right? And we see in the movie Up, Ellie and Carl cannot have kids, right? They go to the doctor, right? The doctor obviously says something where, you know, she can't have kids. So it kind of glows along with lead poisoning, right? Yeah. I mean, we see them remodeling the house together and you probably inhale the lead. Yeah. From like, you could see the lead inside the house. You could see the paint like cracking off the walls. Right. Exactly how like paint would look back then in like the early 1940s, like before the 1940s, the paint would be cracking off the walls and probably like it turns into like those little flakes that you could inhale. Right. But that 
those cracks, that indicates lead. So basically from Carl buying that house, it killed Ellie. And as we see throughout the montage, right? When Ellie's trying to climb up the hill, she falls, right? Cause she's not strong enough. Yeah. Cause her bones are decaying. So the theory is, is that the house, the decision of purchasing the house is what killed Ellie. Yeah. I mean, when you put the pieces together like that, it does make a lot of sense. It does. Sadly. Sadly, yeah. But that's not our fault. That's just how it was written. But on a lighter note, I'm going to flip this. We made the hero look like the villain, but now I'm going to make the villain look like the hero. Okay. So on TikTok, I talked about a crazy theory about Sid from Toy Story Ooh. 1 and 3. This was good. Yeah. It's very redeeming for Sid. So basically, as we see throughout Toy Story, right, we see Sid, this evil kid that tortures toys, right? He has creative ability right he makes the coolest toys right when you think about it they are pretty cool yeah but since the toys have feelings and they can feel pain it's really sad it's really sad he tortures them he's a, he looks like a monster in the movie we see woody and buzz get trapped at sid's house yeah and we see how sid's is horrible but we see how sid is the only character in the toy story universe that's a human that gets to witness toys coming to life that is true we never see any other, like any other person in Toy Story witness toys coming to life, right? We Not even Andy. Right. So Sid was probably traumatized from that. Oh, 100%. After seeing the toys come to life, right? And after seeing them like get mad at him and like torture him, he changes his ways because he's like, oh my gosh, I've been treating these toys so bad and they're alive and they can feel these things. Yeah. So that he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I am traumatized, right? He goes get some help. I got so scared after watching Toy Story 2. Even though I like Toy Story, the way like the toys came after Sid. Yeah. Can you imagine like sleeping? You're like, oh my gosh, are you going to come to life? You know? That's true. So like Sid actually feels bad for the toys. As we see in Toy Story 3, the directors confirm this, that you see Sid as the trash man. Yeah. Like the neighborhood trash man. The reason why he picked that job was because he knew that he could save toys, right? That could be his redemption. Like he feels bad for the way he treated toys. So he thought by becoming the garbage man, he could actually save toys yeah. and give them a chance, right? And we see that Sid is very good at, you know, manipulating toys and like creating them. So he'd be the perfect person to fix toys if he sees like a broken toy. That's very true. I mean, okay. Him being the garbage man was probably one of the biggest like cameos in Pixar history. Yeah, it was like... It was like when Andrew Garfield showed up in a... <laughs> I'm joking. Not that big. But it was a big deal, you know? Yeah. You always wondered, like, what happened to Sid after Toy Story 1. What makes it better is that he knew that he felt bad for the toys that got left behind, right? Mm. Anybody can create toys, but he said, I'm going to help those that were, like, left for, for the trash. Okay, but moving on from that, welcome back to Dumb Ways to Die, where I talk about the craziest and weirdest ways people have died. It's sad that people were this dumb to do these things okay so it all starts off with a bike store robbery oh good old robbery story this guy broke into a bike store and he was looking around for what bike he wants he took he took a bike but he couldn't go out the same way he came in so he had to get onto the roof and use the roof as an escape okay okay but it was super dark at night he couldn't see so he's like the best way to get this down i have to hold my flashlight in my mouth and i have to try to use the flashlight to help guide me oh like he's like crawling and he has to use the light yeah so then he he got up to the roof and it's still dark outside so he has the flashlight in his mouth and he gets on the bike to try to brace his fall when he goes off the roof okay so he rides off the roof face plants into the concrete the flashlight in his mouth smashes his skull oh my gosh and he died what the heck <laughs> what the heck why did he have it in his mouth still he couldn't see put on the freaking handlebars <laughs> oh my gosh bro that one was pretty bad we go on to another crazy dare story these never end well dares never end well i am totally against truth or dare no yeah 
Screw that. I do not like truth or dare. It, does, it never ends well. It never ends well. Someone ends up getting their feelings hurt or something goes wrong. This guy, he found like a little newt, like a little lizard, and he was dared to eat it. Why? I don't know. Okay. So little did they know, it was one of the most deadly newts in the world. So he just swallowed a poison lizard live. Dude, what are, what the heck? I was like that one little kid that I was always like pick up like little animals that I found or like little bugs. Yeah. But now that I think about it, that was so dangerous. Right. Because even like just touching the backs of some of them. Yeah. They like secrete certain chemicals, right? That could be deadly. So this guy died that day. Dude, that's stupid. Like it's so upsetting that even his friends like encouraged him to do it. Yeah. Like pressuring him to do it. Right. Because there's like, like I've seen like frogs that if you just touch them, it's bad. Okay. So this guy was watching an episode of The Goodies. Okay. It's like a comedy show. Okay. Okay. He ended up laughing so hard throughout this episode. He was, it was reported that he was laughing for basically like almost 20 minutes straight. What? Yeah. Dude, we got to watch that show. I know. Okay. So he was laughing so hard and so long that he actually collapsed because his heart failed from laughing so much. Dude, that's scary. I know. That's so scary to think about because right. like there's times I laugh a lot. And I'm like, dude, is this too much? Like, yeah. His heart literally failed. Because he was laughing. Dude, what? I think it says his wife later went to go thank the goodies for like giving him like so much joy. Gave him his last laugh. Yeah. That concludes the podcast. That concludes this episode. This week, Leia has a lot of stuff with school. So we're going to move it on to next week for Who's Side Are You On? But for everybody that made it this far, thank you so much for watching. And we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're new to the channel and hit the like button. Also... Comment what you want us to talk about. As you saw throughout the video, we took a lot of subscriber suggestions. 3K likes. I'll expose this guy's Tinder. Still haven't got there yet, guys. Yeah, so if this video gets 3K likes, I'll get Daniel's phone and I'll show you all his Tinder matches on the next podcast. Kind of nerve-wracking. It is. It's crazy. But we'll see you guys on the Tiki Talk. We'll see you guys next week Friday on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And we'll see you tomorrow on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. I'll see you on TikTok. <laughs> God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.